What's up, everybody? It's the Don't Be Scared Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. J. This podcast is all about STEM education. And once again, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. So if you're interested in any of these subjects, this is your podcast. We're going to be talking about careers, education, and any trends that we see happening in STEM education right now. It's the very first episode of Don't Be Scared, the podcast. Super excited about it. Um, So what can you expect from this podcast? Basically, you can expect everything about STEM. Really talking about STEM education and the lack of diversity in STEM and what we need to do better in STEM and the faux pas, etc. We're going to hit everything STEM-related. Because STEM is a huge opportunity. And I feel like uh, there's people out there that need to take chance, take the opportunity, right? So at Don't Be Scared, we're all about exposure. We're just all about exposure. Um, so, right, let's get into this. So a couple different things I just want to start off with. Um, my question to everybody, if you're listening to this right now, hey, what's up? Um, I'll give my intro in a little bit, but my question to you, are we scared? Are we scared right now? That's my question to you. That's my question to the STEM world right now. Are we scared? Now, what do I mean when I say, are we scared? You know me, um, what you're going to find out about me. And once again, I'm going to tell who I am a little bit. You know, I'm just I haven't said where I am, but that's okay, you know, because I got to give you guys the facts first. Okay, so here's a fact, 8,650,000, okay? So if you're listening to this, hopefully you can hear that number. Once again, 8,650,000, okay? Now, that's a huge number. That's a huge number. Now, if you're looking at me at YouTube right now, you can always you can already see the stat. But basically, this number is the estimated size of the STEM workforce right now in the United States. Now, this is in 2018, okay? And this is according to the uh, Bureau of Labor of Stats, okay? So this is, you know, this is the big boys. You know, this is directly from the source in 2018. Probably 2021 is only increased. I just looked at it, but this is from 2018. Now, why are we talking about the STEM workforce? Okay. The STEM workforce is extremely big and it's only growing. Okay. If you guys haven't paid attention, uh, technology is ever increasing. You know, the biggest companies in the world right now are tech companies. Tesla, even though they sell cars, they're a tech company. Uh, Apple tech company, you know, even all the other companies you could think of, they're all STEM related, to be honest, Exxon, uh, BSL, uh, I could go on, right? So many companies, huge companies all related to STEM, as well as STEM is the backbone, right, to developing these these, uh, companies right now. We could talk about Amazon, you know, they sell products, but they really got a big shot with their tech, you know, Bezos, 
came up with that code if you don't know about Amazon. So it's just a lot of different things that STEM has helped those companies grow. All right. Now, why is this a big thing? Why is this a big thing? Well, of those 8 million in that STEM workforce, okay, so we're looking at anything related to STEM, science, technology, engineering, right, and math. Now, let's check out another stat, okay? So about 67% of workers in science and engineering occupations are non-Hispanic whites, okay? So this is comparable to their overall representation in the U.S. population, okay, of the age 21 and older. So this is everybody 21 and up. This is according to NSF, okay? So this is coming from the National Science Foundation right now, okay? Big boys, okay? So they're saying around 67% of the workers right now in science and engineering are basically whites, okay? They're white people. All right, if you don't know this by now, you know, this is the world of STEM. It's mainly comprised of white people, you know, and that's just the nature that it has been under. You know, there isn't a lot of minorities in STEM right now with over half the population being white. Now, let's talk about the other racial and ethnic groups, okay? Because, you know, it could be a big, you know, percentage, you know, but right now we know majority of this workforce are white people, okay? Now, historically underrepresented racial and ethnic groups, okay, so I'm going to be talking about blacks and Hispanics, okay, are part of the science and engineering workforce. So they are. You know, there's some black people in there. I'm one of them, okay? <laughs> now, the rates are much lower, okay, especially in the U.S., now, let's just talk about those, okay? Hispanics, Blacks, and American Indians or Alaska Natives, okay, they make up 27% of the U.S. population, okay, with the ages of 21 and older. So this is only, this isn't looking at the children because there's actually more right now, okay? However, however, they make a much smaller proportion of the science and engineering workforce. So it's definitely not balancing, right? It's not based on demographics, okay? 15% of the science and engineering highest degree holders, okay? So only 15% of them. And 11% of the workers are in those occupations, okay? So they only make up that tiny bit but there are 27% of the population, okay? Um, now, going specifically, right, because you know I'm black, <laughs> in case you can't, you didn't know that, you know, you just listened to me. Um, it's even lower for African-Americans, even lower in science and engineering, unfortunately. Now, if we look on the other end, right, if we compare that to Asians or foreign-born individuals, they have a higher rate right now in STEM. Asians only make up 6% of the U.S. population, 21 and old, right? But they account for 21% of those employed in science and engineering, okay? So right now in the STEM community, it's really white people and Asians, 
Okay, and that's just how it's been over the past decades. You know, and that's why I ask, are we scared? For so long, we have seen these uh, programs or, you know, just saying we need to increase the amount of people in STEM right now. We need to get more people in STEM. Well, are we not trying to get more people in STEM? Because I can't tell. You know, I really don't know. Um, Because right now, like I said, it's 67 percent. But I will say it has gone down over the past decades because if we look back in the 80s, okay, it was a lot higher. Okay, the numbers were actually 80 percent for non-Hispanic whites. So in that case, they were 80 percent of the workers. Now, we know why, you know, America has a very complex history uh, with race, you know, and this is the thing that. We're trying to push your ad, don't be scared. We no longer can be scared of STEM. Right now, we have been conditioned, I feel like, to avoid STEM subjects. You know, for a variety of different reasons. If it's too hard or if it's just literally been barriers that have been put in place not to allow not to allow us to get in. Okay. So I ask you once again, are we scared? Okay, are we scared? Now that's not only towards, you know, the people that are currently in charge of the STEM world, are they scared to let people in? But as a community, and I'm talking about underrepresented communities, are we scared to pursue STEM? Okay. Now let's talk about real fast. Let me introduce myself. Who am I? Okay, so... My name, once again, is, in case you didn't know, my name is Ryan Johnson, or you could just call me Dr. J, okay? So my name is Dr. J. And I was born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. You know, I went to a prep school in 2011. Um, and I actually, okay, so let's give a background, a quick, quick journey as far as how I even got to STEM. Why? What made me even go this route, right? Because um, I, I truly feel like, you know, something has to change. But before then, uh, 2011, didn't really want to go to high school. I was at a college prep school, though. Uh, so this was a college preparatory high school. But um, I really wasn't considering uh, going to school. Until, right, my senior year, I decided to go to Langston University, the only HBCU in Oklahoma. Shout out to uh, the Lions, Gold Lions. Now, from there... And this is the thing that kind of changed my life was going to that university. Like I said, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, let alone if I wanted to go to college. But I knew if I didn't go to college, I really didn't have a plan for anything else. Uh, like I said, I, I, I did not have a plan at all for my life. <laughs> but I went to Langston and then I kind of changed. Um, I give my story as far as how I got into my STEM, but basically got in STEM, got in chemistry. Got my chem degree, okay? And then from there, I went to LSU and ultimately uh, got my PhD in specifically in organic chemistry, okay? Tell you that story another day. And then after that, I chose to go into uh, academia, 
where I was assistant professor at uh, Swasu, Southwestern Oklahoma State University. So I came back to Oklahoma because, you know, something in me just had to give back. And in between this time, uh, specifically my last year at graduate school, that's where um, I saw a lot of different things in Louisiana. Um, so this is where uh, this program, Don't Be Scared, actually started. Um, in case you guys don't know, Louisiana is one of the lower states uh, for education. Um, I think last time I checked, they were actually ranked 50th um, of all the states. So, yeah, I was I was in Louisiana and our, my advisor had this program. And then I just really got wrapped into like science education, uh, because like I said, you know, I kind of got wrapped in into STEM and it kind of helped me out a lot. Right. I got to travel a lot of places because of STEM. I got a scholarships because of STEM. Right. I got different internships uh, just because of STEM. You know, so I got a lot of opportunities. But unfortunately, um, especially in my community, STEM isn't really exposed. Um, I can remember back going to grade school and, you know, I barely even remember science growing up, to be honest. Uh, I really didn't learn science until I got to middle school. Okay, so middle school, that's where things kind of switched gears when I went to a different middle school. But um, it, it kind of impacted me in a way. And I saw this in Louisiana. I did chemistry demonstrations for different students. And I saw a spark light up. You know, I had a background working uh, with the, the youth, basically, account background. So I definitely love uh, the, the future, you know, because I truly think the next generation is our future. And we should do a lot more to help them succeed. So that's where Don't Be Scared came to play. Because I noticed, right, when I would explain these chemistry demonstrations, you know, a lot of people were either just, they would tell me they were scared of STEM, right? Um, and I saw this when I started Don't Be Scared in 2018. So in 2018, right, we kind of just went forward, uh, became a professor, but I ultimately wanted to come back home, right, to Oklahoma. That's where I'm from. So ultimately, uh, I landed in Tulsa, okay? And if you know any history about Tulsa, you know that there is a very complex history here as well. Um, and this was due for a variety of different reasons, okay? Um, but especially, you know, my wife is actually from Tulsa, and she loves Tulsa. Uh, I was a city boy uh, from Oklahoma City, that's what we say here in the city. You not if you never been to Oklahoma, but we call it just a city. Um, but and she was from Tulsa, and you know the city in Tulsa be going back and forth, unfortunately. Uh, but she made me come around to Tulsa and coming to visit Tulsa. I think Tulsa is an awesome place; it really is. And you know, and I love being out here in Tulsa. And ultimately, this is where. Uh, don't be scared is officially stationed now. Now, let's talk about real fast Tulsa because I just got to shout out Tulsa. Once again, this is a beautiful city um, that I love to be in. Uh, this is a picture in case if you if you haven't been here to be okay center, but then it's just a whole vibe here, you know. Now, I've learned a lot of different things, a lot of different things from my wife, a lot of different things around the family. Um, and then also, you know, just getting around, meeting different students from the different high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools out here. Because like, like I said before, I had only interacted with uh, Louisiana students. Uh, so coming back to Oklahoma students, it's been great. 
so this being a Tulsa. Now, uh, a couple things always, you know, shed light because, you know, there's a complex history. So if you don't know about Black Wall Street, you know, it's definitely complicated with that. Um, even today, you can see definitely, you know, the wrongdoings that's been done in the past and even how that's impacting in 2021 today. Now, I came across these stats um, that really blew my mind. It really blew my mind because uh, I say, you know, I love stats. I love facts. You know, stats are facts, everybody. Stats are facts. Um, now, let me just show you these stats, okay? That uh, is nothing more to say just to show you guys. Um, so it's all the people that's listening right now. Um, today, a child born in the most predominantly black part of our city so when I say city, we're talking about Tulsa, has a life expectancy, okay? Ooh, a little messing up there. <laughs> but yeah, they have a lifespan that is 11 years shorter than a child born elsewhere in Tulsa. Now, that blew my mind. And this is a legit, uh, this is according to a Tulsa report. They do their, their, their stat checking and everything. But to be born in the same city, but in a different side of the city, right? In this case, the black part. And you're going to die 11 years earlier than someone who, who's born on the other side of town. Blows my mind, you know, and that that was just so shocking. And it's unfortunate, you know, because like I said, I've grown to love Tulsa. You know, and it's just crazy that these racial things are still happening today. You know, this isn't going anywhere, but it's just it's crazy once you start seeing the numbers. Even more crazy was the average North Tulsa median income is 28000 as opposed to a South Tulsa resident who's 59000 Okay, same city, different sides. Not only is one side of the city making less, but they're also dying off more. Okay. And just to let everybody know, North Tulsa, from what I've been, you know, since I've been living here, is more the black part. It's the black part of town. Okay. So it's crazy right now. Just these, just looking at numbers. We're just looking at numbers, right? Just the, uh, the differences. You know, and this is all based on, like I said, that complex history that Tulsa has with races. Um, so that leads me to, right, don't be scared. Um, now, don't be scared. Like I said, we started in 2018 and ultimately, right, our mission statement is to provide an interactive learning environment for students learning STEM concepts while creating a mentor-mentee relationship to aid students to consider a career in STEM. And, the, and it's so important to do that. Um, I can't say that enough. I went out to a high school the other day, um, and then I asked this question, right? Like, who's considering STEM? And then, you know, everybody was looking around. Nobody raised their hand, of course. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ain't nobody messing with STEM right now. Ain't nobody messing with STEM. And that's and that's the frustrating thing. 
Because I can't blame them because we only know our environment. And if they've never been exposed, right, to these type of concepts or even the STEM or what you can do with STEM, you know, they just don't know. They have different plans, totally different plans of not needing STEM at all, which that is perfectly fine. You know, that's perfectly fine. But I'm also going to say I had different plans as well, right? However, STEM came into my life and it kind of changed it for the better. Um, so even now, because of STEM, I'm doing this podcast right now, just trying to expose. And that's our vision statement, man. We really want to increase the minorities in the STEM workplace. We're trying to build up confidence in the next generation of the minority scholars. And we want to influence and spark a change in this racist STEM culture. Okay. So that we can create a movement that ultimately will increase the minority influence in STEM. And that's our vision, right? Stuff has to change. Specifically, we need more black people in STEM. Why? Because, you know, it's popping with us. I'm just saying, okay? You know what I'm saying? Look at entertainment. Look at everything. Look at, look at everything we get involved in. When we get involved in something, it pops, Okay. Not saying that STEM isn't popping in the United States, but, you know, I'm not, you know, we're going to get to this later. But um, when the United States compared to other countries right now, they're on the decline in STEM. And that's for a variety of different reasons right now. But notice one thing. There's no diversity in STEM right now. As much as we have improved, and I will not say that the United States has not improved in STEM, but we need to do more. You know, because right now it still isn't enough. We need to do more. Okay. We need to at least get STEM to be like the United States population's demographic. Okay. At least. Okay. So, how can we help? All right. So, you got me on YouTube right now. Um, this is an event. Yo, the kids was lit, boy. You know, you, you bring out liquid nitrogen, you talk about that, kids go lit. But this is what we're trying to do, man. Like, all those kids right here, they have never even been exposed to liquid nitrogen, let alone know what that is, right? Displaining elements, atoms, compounds, etc. right? But this is just my chemistry side. There's all types of STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. We need more diversity across the board right now. Why? Because it's necessary. Why? Because we don't need the next generation being left behind. Okay? Because if you guys haven't noticed, technology is taking over the world. Okay? The jobs that our mamas and daddies had are literally being taken over by technology. For real. What can we do to actually help uh, the next generation, but not only the next generation, anybody considering just getting the STEM, right? I know people right now uh, teaching at community college who are trying to, you know, switch their career. They didn't necessarily like what they were doing, and now they decided, okay, let's change it up. We're here to help you guys, okay? Now, specifically, what we do is um, we throw science events, uh, we do camps. And we have some community projects going on right now in Tulsa. 
Okay, we also focus on providing a tutor, but also a mentor, uh, mentee relationship. Okay, um, in this case, you know, we also have that virtual um, aspect as far as if, if that's the case. However, we really want to be in person. Okay, so we really want to be in person for our students in science and math. Uh, what I've noticed in uh, teaching chemistry. Uh, through these years is basically right. If you don't have a strong math background, you're going to have a ha have a hard time, especially in chemistry with the math. Um, in case you didn't know, if you think about taking chemistry, chemistry is just math. Okay, so we're here to focus on that. It's a lot of algebra, so we definitely make sure that you understand both sides. And we can help you provide programming. Okay, so we if you have an idea, we love to collaborate. We love collaborating with people. So uh, let's collaborate. Okay. So we're based in Tulsa, but we have, uh, we are working with other organizations in other states right now. Okay. Um, like I said, we got virtual aspects. So we're working on that now. Um, if you need any equipment, you know, we can figure out how we're going to get you equipment. And also, if you have uh, lessons, if you want to make your class more interactive, uh, we have lessons for science demonstrations, okay? You don't need hardcore chemicals uh, to teach science. You could do this at home with your kid. You could do this um, at home if you're in some type of blended uh, schooling right now, or you could do this in your classroom with your students right now, Okay. So once again, this is how we are helping and we just want to collaborate with many other people. OK, now you guys can contact me at the email. Don't be scared at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on our YouTube and social media. OK, so we have Facebook and TikTok. That's what we have. Make sure to look at our website if you need any more information. But once again, that's the best way to get in contact with us. And this is our podcast, okay? We got our podcast here. We're just really trying to spread more information. So we're going to be talking about more careers as far as in STEM. We'll be talking about STEM education, okay? And then, of course, we're going to be talking about this problem in STEM with the lack of diversity, right? So once again, everybody, at the end of the day, don't be scared, okay? Don't be scared to get involved in STEM, if you're thinking about taking that jump, now is the time, okay? The world is changing, and it's moving faster than it's ever moved before. And if you want to get on this STEM bandwagon, let's go. Don't be scared. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review, as well as comment below what do you want to hear us talk about next. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Follow us for the latest episodes on our podcast. At the end of the day, everybody, we're just here to help. We want to spread our vision of increasing STEM participation from underrepresented communities across the globe. Don't be scared. <laughs>